Hello and welcome to Royally Quack, the show that talks about the Anaheim Ducks and the Los Angeles Kings hockey teams. I'm Cody Spink and my co-host is Gary Spink. In today's episode, we will discuss the all the Ducks and Kings games from the past week till now and give you all the updates on team news and news around the league. We will also go over what our teams might do for the trade deadline like who's staying and who's going and who's going where. Stay tuned while we give you our thoughts on the trade deadline with our teams. Hi, Kings fans. My name is Gary Spink, and I've been a fan since I was nine years old. That just so happens to be when the Kings started. I'm happily married to the love of my life, and I have three adult children that I'm very proud of. By day, I'm a medical courier that helps people with cancer and I love my job. My love for hockey grew big, I mean big time, when the triple crown line of Dion, Taylor, and Simmer were the talk of hockey. Of course, Gretzky, Robitaille era was awesome too, but winning the cup in 2012 and 2014 were what every hockey fan dreams of. My favorite local teams are of course, the Los Angeles Kings the LA Rams in football, the California Angels in baseball, the LA Ga Galaxy in soccer, and the Lakers in basketball. My hobbies are going to the movies, game night with my family, and watching my favorite teams compete for championships. And I must confess that I'm a, I love my superheroes, like all the Marvel movies, Star Wars, and Star Trek. Yes, I'm a Trekkie but I'm still royal. Thanks. Hello, Ducks fans. I'm Cody Spink. I'm a class A fuel truck driver, so I deliver diesel and gasoline to gas and fuel stations. Uh, I got into hockey from my dad and also like all other Ducks fans around my age from watching the Mighty Ducks movies and the Mighty Ducks cartoon show. My favorite sport teams are the Anaheim Ducks for hockey, the Anaheim Angels for baseball, the LA Rams for football, Chelsea FC and LA Galaxy for soccer or football, and the Lakers for basketball. For hobbies, I like to spend time with my wife and have family dinner and game nights. I also love to go to hockey and baseball games, and I'm also a huge Marvel and Star Wars nerd. So that's a that's the introduction for us. Now, before we start into the scores of the week, I got a trivia question for you, Dad. I want to see if you okay. can get it. I know. I sprung this on you. Yes, you did. All right. Are you ready? Uh, you're out of the will, by the way. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so when the league expanded from six to 12 teams in 1967, who were the six expansion teams? Oh, my gosh. Well, the Kings. That's one. The Philadelphia Flyers. Yep. Wow. St. Louis Blues? St. Louis Blues. Good. Um, I'm going to have to think about this because you really did. Guys, he did spring this on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, oh, Chicago was uh, one of the originals, so it's not Chicago. Um, New York was original. Man, I'm struggling here. 
so Pittsburgh, I'll give you a hint. Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins. The next two are going to be tricky. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Okay, I'll take a hint. One of the teams was in the Mighty Ducks movie, and the other one is on the West Coast. Um, Minnesota North Stars. Yeah, I know that was too easy of a hint. And on the West Coast. They're no longer this name. Oh. If you give me the, if I think if you give me the team name, I'll give it to you. Condors. Who they are now. No. No. I'm thinking of another sport, maybe. Um, Condor, seals. Oh, there's a, the seals, Oakland seals. Oh, you got I it. California seals, but they Oakland. they kept changing it. But I'll give it to you. Wow. So, <laughs> I don't feel so bad. I did better <laughs> than I thought I would. <laughs> I'm glad you got that. Thanks. Thanks for the surprise. Wait till next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. All right. Now you can go over your King scores for the week. Okay. We started off um, playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. And obviously, guys, I mean, we've been playing better here lately. And we really needed a win. And the neat thing about this game is... P.L. Dubois had two goals. Byfield had a goal and an assist. Probably the goal of the year, if you guys didn't see it. Uh, wait, look it up. wait, Dubois, Dubois had two goals? Yes. He had two wow. goals. Dowdy had a goal and assist and four blocks. And Cam Talbot played a great game. He had 33 saves and only one goal against. And it it was a good game. Then, two nights later, we play the Nashville Predators. And some for some reason, every time I watch them play the Nashville Predators, we don't play that well. Same with the okay. Ducks. Um, some positive news: Lazat returns from LTIR. Fiala had a goal. And lackluster play is anybody else tired of this i mean i'm getting tired of it now our next game cody and i are going to talk together so we're going to go right to his scores and when he gets to this game we're both going to have a little something to say take it cody all right guys to start off the week we had a a early monday morning matinee i don't even know if you called a matinee if it's 9 30 in the morning but the ducks were in buffalo and got a 4-3 win um vetrano had two goals mctavish had three assists and terry had a goal and two assists for three points gibson came up big and got 34 saves on 37 shots and i think he had the save of the year on tage thompson so you you had a goal of the year possible and we had a save of the year so, and then the Ducks, I don't know how they won when they got outshot 37 to 14. That's just 14 shots on goal. That's just not going to cut it. Well, the funny thing is, if the Kings would probably shoot out shoot them 37 to 14. <laughs> it doesn't mean they're going to win, though. <laughs> yeah, but, but 14 shots on goal. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I wasn't awake for this since I'm a night guy, since I work nights. 
So this was a little too early for me on a work day. So, but the, from the highlights, it's, it, there was more, definitely looked like Buffalo like, played a lot better. I know there was, I want to say at least two turnovers that led to goals in that game for the Ducks. Uh, goals against, I mean, but it's just, I, I would say that was probably our lucky game of the week. The last time we played them, we, they were overconfident. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, at least we didn't get beat 7-0. <laughs> yeah, that, how embarrassing was that? Yeah. All right, for the next game, oh God, this was an embarrassing game too. Um, the Anaheim Ducks played at home against the Columbus Blue Jackets and lost 7-4. to This was a game of three. There was three different games in this one game alone. Literally, each period was its own game. The first period... Columbus had a three nothing lead, and then to start the second period, they score a goal to make it four nothing, and then the Ducks score four goals to finish to come back to go into the third period. So they were tied four four going into the third period, and then just the Ducks just didn't want to show up after that. I'll admit one of the goals I believe was a, a just an unlucky bounce that kind of went in. I believe that was the sixth goal, but still that it was just we got to play a full 60 minute not just not i would say it was like a 15 minute game the ducks played but troy terry had a goal and two assists in that game and uh mac daddy mctavish had two goals and minty got his had his first first three-point game with three assists gibson had 20 saves on 26 shots and I know he gave up a costly turnover that cost them a goal against. I believe he pa- I almost literally passed it right to the Jackets and just got beat. And then I'm going to skip the LA game for now because we're going to talk about that later. Um, since we just finished watching the Nashville game against Anaheim. Um, unfortunately, the it was what? I actually didn't even write down the whole thing. So the Anaheim Ducks lost at home to the Nashville Predators. Oh, I hate the Predators. Um, four to two. Right. Uh, Lindstrom had a goal. And Leeson, who finally comes back into the lineup. God, I don't know why they have him as a healthy scratch. I like the way he plays. And he had a goal and an assist in his first game back as a healthy scratch in six games. I, I, I like him. Dostal had a good game. Uh, he had 25 saves on 28 shots. And Gudis, I love Gudis, the butcher. Love him. 90% of the time I love him, but there's that 10% of the time I'm like, dude, stop taking penalties. He had three minor penalties in this game alone. Yep. It was... Yeah, but you so. still love him on your team. Oh, God, yes. Uh, he... he beats Just... everybody up. We the hate butcher. him, of course, because he beats us up. So, yeah. but uh, it was just, you know, the Ducks kept in the game until the, the end. Where I mean, they got within one goal on it um, when they pulled uh, Dostal out. McTavish with a beautiful pass to Leeson. That was pretty. Right there. I was. That I was watched the game. I'm a that big a hockey good. fan. I'll watch any hockey game, guys. Um, the uh, the leasing goal was that was pretty it it was very pretty um and then so and then we're going to talk about the game from last night together 
You want to oh, go ahead yeah. and start? Sure. Lackluster play. Um, well, I'm going to start off. Gibson was a player of the game, even oh, though hands down in a shootout, the Kings beat him three to two. But how many saves did he have? He had 48 saves on 50 shots. 48, guys. But our, we were we were out hustled by the Ducks, and 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 it, this is where you know we got lucky to win a game. This is what drives me crazy. You know, I'm going to go over the good points first. Let me just do the good points. Fiala had a goal and assist. Dowdy that, had that a goal a, and assist. That and Fiala then, goal was a was a nice shot. That was. He just picked, it was he picked, picked that, that corner, corner and I mean, there's just no chance. No, and he was, and Gibson was just completely blocked. So we go to a shootout. Now, who would you pick if you were Hiller to be your first guy to go out? Trivia question. (laughs) (laughs) You probably know who who he sent out, but it wouldn't be who I would have picked. I probably... I mean, you got to kind of go with the hot hand. I say Byfield's your hottest player right now. I would have sent him out there. I don't know about – see, I don't know how good the Kings are on the shootouts. Well, they've been terrible. Um, mm. Probably the, you won. Probably the best is probably uh, Trevor Moore. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he's he's good. But who do they send out? Dubois. Dubois. <laughs> and what does he do? He scores. And we're going, oh, that's a shot. <laughs> Way to go, Dubois. And then um, the Ducks sent out McTavish, and he didn't score. Then Moore no. comes up. Who's the best? Moore. I mean, he scores. But I got to tell you, you know, I know. We privately talk a lot, and Cody tells me, you know, because you know, I, I think I, uh, I I love to watch Zegers play and do the Michigan and the fancy stuff he does. I, I know he's hurt right now, but McTavish has been exciting. But Cody tells me he's not the number one center, and neither would be Zegers. It's this Leo Carlson, and watching the game last night, I I got to tell you, <laughs> I understand why you said that. Yeah, I mean. He looks like a veteran already. He he really and he's only nineteen years old. I mean, I know scary. His, I know, his shootout scares goal me because just you oof. guys got all this young talent, and you know, hopefully we're gonna win a Stanley Cup before you guys get better. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, if everybody keeps going, I, you guys are gonna be scary here in two three years. I say you better win within those. But, Two, three years? If you guys want to, if you want to win a cup, you better win it in the next couple of years. Because once all these prospects come up, it, it's going to be hard yeah. for the Kings. You know, you never know what's going to happen with with players and so forth. So That's forth. Very but, true. You know, the 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 Kings win it in a, a shootout. It's one of those games where, if I had to say who played better, I, I would I would say the Ducks played better, even though we outshot them by a ton. 
Yeah, I, I, mean, I wouldn't say. I don't. Say. I mean, it could have been a, a really crazy game if Gibson wasn't so hot. I mean, we could have. It would have been seven two or something, but Gibson was just on his game. So, I had him as player of the game. Uh, after that, oh. I would say. I would probably say, Dowdy. I was gonna say either Dowdy or Fiala because they each had a, had a goal and assist. Yeah, I know. Or Kempe, but I got Dowdy on my my fantasy team, and he, you know, he started off pretty poor this year, and he's been a good scorer. And he's not always bad, been good. but I, my team he is had... number one in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll edit that part out. No, <laughs> but you don't want to just... be in trouble with Dad all night long, do you? No. Um, but let's talk about that Leo Carlson shootout goal. Wasn't that thing just – Oh. He undressed Riddick. Just undressed him. Well, have you realized – have you watched Riddick play? He's different. Yeah. He does things other people don't do, and sometimes, you know, it's a blessing when he does it, and other times it looks like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> It was but, funny that you say that because that's what the, on the Ducks broadcast, that's what, exactly what they're talking about. Because he went for the poke check on the Kalorn shootout goal and he got the save. Like, I think if he doesn't do that little poke check, then he doesn't. I don't think he stops it because when he came out, he I, it was a blocker save. Yeah. On Kalorn. And they were even talking about that on the, on the broadcast. They're like, wow, it, I, it's you don't really see goalies anymore do the poke check on a shootout. No, it's, it's typically, uh, they, they do do it on breakaways. Yeah. Breakaways is, I would say breakaways are different because there's, you got players coming behind you. So they're going to be rushing quicker. You want to slow them down. So somebody else gets there. Um, but when you have that shootout, it's one-on-one. Yeah. So it's uh, very rare you see a goalie do a poke a poke check like that, but it, it worked in his favor. I hate to say it. Yeah, it did. But go Kings, go! Thank you for the win. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We'll, we'll we'll get you guys on the next one. It's you guys have won the first two. We'll take the next two. Well, when we talked about it last week, I go if the Kings lose a the game, they'll probably lose to the Ducks, just because. Sometimes we have it and we don't. I, I can't figure out why we don't have it more often, like we did earlier in the season. So, yeah, it's just it's a heartbreak, but we'll we'll get over it. it, it we'll we'll move on from this. But all right, we're gonna. You want to go into the predictions now? Yeah. Okay. So, if you don't know. I'm kind of honest about hockey, you know, I mean, Anaheim duck goalie is your player of the game in a loss. Well, yeah, because I appreciate hockey. I love watching players, you know, Bedard, unfortunately, Connor McDavid, you watch him up close. He is so scary fast, and he's strong, and he's got all the moves. Anyways, so Monday, Monday the 26th, we're at Edmonton. Um, I have us losing that game 
it's tough to play in Edmonton. And I'm, I'm being honest with that. Do I hope the Kings, do I hope the Kings prove me wrong? Please do. Show me no lackluster play. Play like you played against them last time. We dominated them. That was fun to watch. Then on a back-to-back, we're at Calgary. Not only, it's hard to play back-to-back at home, but you have to travel and play back-to-back. But Calgary, I just, I don't, I don't believe in them this year. They made that trade, and I thought, I thought last year they were going to be better, and they haven't been. I have the Kings winning that game four two. So, and then, at least we get a day off before we on Thursday we play uh, at Vancouver. First time playing Vancouver, and I go, I think we have something to prove, and I have us. Winning that game, four three in overtime. So it's overtime win. Sunday. Now we're in March already. Oh man! And uh, New Jersey Devils are in town, and that was a war in New Jersey that we pulled out. I believe two one. I have us winning three two. Now, guys, if the Kings start scoring like they did early in the season, especially when they were on the road. You know, we could score six or seven goals, but I I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that kind of play. So when they can prove to me they can, you'll see my prediction on my scores change. Now let's move on to you and Duck predictions. Well, unfortunately, the Ducks don't play till Thursday night. So they play, they just finished playing right now. And they don't play till they're in San Jose on Thursday. So we're not even going far. I I don't understand the schedule, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess they can use San Jose. So, yeah, you never know. San Jose could just come out of nowhere, especially it's a rival game in division and everything. Um, So for on Thursday, the Ducks are going to be in San Jose at the Shark Tank. And I have the Ducks winning four to one. And I believe Gibson's going to – it's going to be like a lucky goal that the Sharks get. And then on Friday, on a back-to-back, the Anaheim Ducks come back home and play the New Jersey Devils. And since Jack Hughes is back, and I think they're going to – they got to start winning. Otherwise, they're gonna their playoff hopes are going to be in the dust soon. So I hate to say it, but I have a 5-3 loss to the New Jersey Devils. And then on Sunday, we were home against Vancouver. And I, I I swear that it's like the Ducks either have a really close game or a blowout against Vancouver. Um, but for this one, I have a 3-2 overtime loss to Vancouver. So well, you talk uh, about the team that surprised everybody this year. It's the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, they got... They got what JT Miller and and uh, Quinn Hughes. They're in the top, I think, ten in scoring. Yeah, it's Elias Pettersson's having a career. All everyone's having career years. Well, yeah, it was something Miller. that was expected years ago, and why it didn't happen, I don't know. Uh, what was Tockett's there, right? Rick yeah. Tockett, oh, gritty old flyer. Well, he's gotten 
inspired those boys to play because they're 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 good. I mean, they, they, they look they good. They are good. Hey, Ducks and Kings fans, it's Cody's wife, Christina. Are you a romance reader looking for a new book club to join? Look no further than Buried in Romance Book Club. With a focus on dark romance, sports romance, including hockey, contemporary romance, and more. The club offers exclusive monthly reader templates, bingo, giveaways, and weekly check-in chats. Join now and be one of the first five members to receive a cute welcome gift. Plus, don't miss out on our limited edition cover of Because You're Mine by Claire Contreras. We had such a blast collaborating on this exclusive cover. Join us today and let's connect with fellow bookish friends. Together, we can dive into the world of romance literature and share our love of books. You can find us at patreon.com slash Buried in Romance Book Club and on Instagram at Buried in Romance. Hi, Kings fans. Kings news for this week. Just a few games and Arvidsson goes on LTIR. He'll miss at least 10 games, 24 days. Just, you know, I think he was key for our team. And that's going to hurt. Now, the second thing is rumors. Rumors. A lot of people say we need a better goalkeeper. Uh, we're going to, are we going to trade for Saros? Right now, what I hear, they want Kempe and Kaliev for him. Would what you do, do that? you guys think? Would you do it? I, no. Hmm? I like Kempe. Kaliev, I, you know, he played, I thought he played better against the Ducks last night. He looked more lively. Than, As a Ducks fan, I don't like Kempe. I know. He's a duck killer. He, he really is. He called and said, let's go duck hunting. And I said, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, other other King news. This is my opinion. Is Byfield the key to jumpstart Dubois? All of a sudden, Dubois come alive. He's, he's uh, drew penalties. He's had two assists in a game. He's had two goals in a game. He, I think he scored another goal in a, a different game, and he, and he looks like a different player. Um, do, do you Kings fans, do you like what Blake did in firing McClellan and hiring Hiller? Was it the right move? I think it was time. Well, I don't think, I still don't think it was McClellan's fault, but, oh no, you know, you can't fire the team. I mean, if he's going to fire McClellan, he could have fired himself too, <laughs> but that didn't happen. And what do you guys think? Hiller keeps changing these lineups. You know, he, he's he and he doesn't intermix it during the game, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, do you guys, you Kings fans, like it? I mean, I have an idea why he does it because he's trying to see what works, see who can play with each other, 
so they can make moves. And then again, it 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 does throw off the other teams playing defense against them. So I mean, maybe that's what it's for. But I just I've never seen anybody make lineup changes like that. And you know, the, the trade deadline's coming. You know, I we're less think, than two weeks away. I think Blake's got to be thinking. You know, I. What what are we gonna do? Are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna pull a trade just to get a better goalkeeper? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think Kempe is the wrong move. I like Talbot. I like Riddick. They're they're you know what? Vegas won with Aiden Hill and f- five other goalkeepers last year. You know, I mean Aiden Hill's been playing well. To be well. honest, they He's played well. They could have had a trash can in net and still would have won. Well, see, that's what I, they were just, you know, but the Kings haven't played like that lately. So fans, what changes would you make if you were in Rob Blake's shoes? We want to hear about it so we can talk about it. So please tell us about what you think. We want to know. You can have a voice on Royally Quacked. Now, Cody, let's go to Ducks News. Well, there's quite a bit of news, but not all happy news. But um, obviously with the trade deadline coming up and the Ducks are definitely not making the playoffs this season, um, we got a few unrestricted free agents coming up. And so I, I think it's time to ship some of them out. You know, um, the top one I'd say right now is Henrik. Um, from what I've heard, the destinations are Colorado. New Jersey, Boston, New York Rangers. And the one I just he- recently heard is Edmonton. Oh boy, would you love so, that? <laughs> nope. Um, but, you know, my bet is the Rangers on him for him still. Because, um, especially because they had, I want to say, two recent injuries. So they're definitely looking for some forward depth really bad right now. Um, the next big trade is someone that still has another year left on their contract after this year is Frank Vetrano, Frank the Tank. Um, he's also rumored to go to the Rangers, a f- you know, familiar area for him, and the Detroit Red Wings. Again, I think it's if he's going to go somewhere, I believe it's going to be Vetrano. Yeah, and he, so his uh, trade worth is high. Oh, so high! Yeah, he's he's scoring. He's a penalty killer. He's a, he's going to be a good middle six winger, and that can put that can score for you. So, um, I, I, I if I were Pat Verbeek, I, I would I would probably trade him. Um, the next one is Ilya Labushkin. Um, the destinations for him is Toronto or Tampa Bay. Um, the only issue with them is. The, they won those both those teams don't have that much salary cap and i don't think they have that much to really trade away either so and then another recent one i've heard is sam carrick to edmonton you know as maybe a third or fourth line center for them because i think they need someone else on their bottom six to you know bring that grit for them he has grit that's just he definitely has grit um, so one of the rumored trades that I've heard 
is Capo Caco and a first or second round pick for Adam Henrique at 50% retained and Frank Vitrano. Would you do that if you were the Ducks? Yeah, I think I would. I, would, I, I think I would do it too, you know, because you're getting a young player that can fit into the Ducks timeline and you, you're going to get a probably a second round pick or maybe it's going to be a conditional first round pick maybe um, because I know the Rangers don't want to trade away their first round pick because the Rangers owner also owns the sphere, which is also where the draft is at. And that he really wants to make a first round pick in his building. So we'll see what happens, but I don't, do you think it's worth it? Cause I mean, the Rangers look good and Shashurkin's like starting to heat up again. That's true. So, Cause... so <clears throat> is it really worth not going out and spending that first round pick when you have a, a pretty big possibility and going to the Stanley cup and maybe winning it with this team? Well, I definitely think it would make the Rangers a better team. Yeah, I think so and... too. Cause I'm, both those guys can also kill penalties too. And Henrique's a good face-off guy. He is a good face-off guy. He gave, so, uh, he gave uh, Kopitar all he could handle last night. Um, and Kopitar is always one of the top face-off guys every year. And I, ever since he was pick Capo Caco, I just, <laughs> I just like that name. <laughs> it makes me it think too. of, you know, you want to twist somebody up, try to say Capo Caco three times yeah that's difficult um the next tra- trade rumor is is gibson finally going to get traded if so then where um the rumors i've heard is la new jersey and i think even buffalo is looking so so i think the ducks would trade gibson to the kings and who would you want Byfield. <laughs> uh, and where are you going to get, what's he, what's it like 6.4 million? Oh, I can tell you right now. Um, uh, cat friendly. Let's see. Six. I think it's 6.4. Where are they going to get, where are they going to make room for that? They're going to have to trade away. Uh, Gibson is 6.4 million. He's a free agent after the 26, 27 year. See, I think the problem with getting rid of Gibson is the money. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And I can tell you, I would, I might trade Byfield to get McDavid. (laughs) I'm not going to trade him to get Gibson. I'm not going to trade. I don't know. I'm not even sure I'd trade him to get Jack Hughes because the one thing Bivold has is he's six five. What he, he was two fifteen last year. I think he's got to be up to two twenty five. And you see the things he does and spins around. He plays like he's, you know, a smaller guy, and and he's a big guy. And he's. I hate he's to make I hate to make this comparison. I hate to make this comparison, but. He's kind of reminding me of a LeBron just in hockey form, a big guy that can move. LeBron can move, but you know, 
I like Byfield better than LeBron, though. Well, <laughs> you're going to get me to say it, aren't you? <laughs> no, let's continue. Okay, we'll, right. we'll move on. From but <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Um, but I think the main place is probably New Jersey because I think they have more flexibility with the cap and everything. Yeah, you might get and Buffalo back from them too. I believe what I've seen was Gibson going to New Jersey and then coming back would be Vanacek, Holtz, and a second-round pick. And I would do that trade. I would do that trade for sure. Because Andrew, Alexander Holtz on this Ducks team, like I said, we're getting younger. And like I said, I think Dolstal's ready to be, you know, the number one. And Vanacek would be a good, even if Dolstal isn't ready to be the one, Vanacek would be a good 1B. So, you know, he's hurt, right? Vanacek? Yeah. Oh. He's on my fantasy oh. team. He's on the IR right now. Well, I think that's the only way I think New Jersey is going to be able to make the deals if they trade away one of well, their... Well, I think they uh, need to, too. I would say that definitely. Um, yeah. I don't. I'm, I haven't read up lately what he, when he's coming back, but he's been out for a little while. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, they're still we're still two weeks away from the trade deadline. Yeah, so. a lot of things can happen um, in that time. Yeah, exactly. I'm honestly, the only thing I'm shocked about is we haven't really seen that many trades. I mean, we've seen two big trades, but like last year we had like, I want to say seven or eight big trades by now. Yeah. Well, that was, so that was that last year was weird in comparison to years past. Exactly. Um, The next bit of duck news is, in my opinion, Zegris is not getting traded, guys. I, there's no one else like Zegris, you know. So I don't think he's getting traded. He's a, like a once in a, I would say a, he is a once in a lifetime player in a way, not like McDavid or Crosby or Bedard, but he is like a once in a lifetime player. Someone that has this much skill and iq like he does i just wish he wasn't hurt right now because i think the ducks would be better not saying playoff better but we'd be better we wouldn't be bottom three i think we'd still be bottom 10 but closer to the 10 mark and everything but this has been the issue with uh with the ducks this year the rumors i hear for zegers is there's been five teams that have called in to inquire about Zegers. That's all I've heard. And I've heard it's teams calling the Ducks, not the Ducks calling other teams. Yet so. the rumors out there about him are rampant out there right now. I, I see him just about every day. It'd be interesting yeah. to see what, you know, if somebody offers something crazy, they may take it. I would have to see what the return is. But would in my opinion... I don't think it's going to work. I, I don't want the M to go. Yeah, I understand. You know, he, so, he, he he's he he brings people into the seats. Um, yeah, I mean, I wonder how many people have started watching just because of just 
the one um, flying Z goal, the one that he did in Buffalo a few years ago where he picked it up and threw it over to Milano and Milano bat out of midair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, and, and I think he does that Michigan move in a faster speed than anybody I've seen. And it's cl- not just faster, it's clean. Well, he, he makes it look easy. So smooth. He makes so it look smooth. easy. Like I said, yeah, he's so fun. I like, I like to watch him play. I like him when I he like plays to watch because we can score goals because he still he still needs to work on his defense. That's that's he, the only reason those rumors are like that is he doesn't play 200 feet yet, not fully. He, he It's been better. It, even though he hasn't played much, his defensive metrics were better this year. Yeah, well, when he was playing, he hasn't played much. Yeah. Um, the next bit of news is Tristan Luno is out for the rest of the season with the knee infection. Uh, I I like and I, he was fun to watch. Um, but I understand why they would probably want him to relax because it's a knee infection and everything. And uh, so I because uh, he's been out since the World Juniors. He was supposed to be one of the big. Canadian defenseman for them in the World Juniors, but he got that uh, knee infection. He's been been out since. So um, the next bit of news is I don't understand why the number two power play starts majority of the power plays for the Ducks. Like, why not start with your better offensive players like Carlson, Terry, McTavish, and Mintikoff? Because I feel like every time the number two starts, Strong. And it's, I don't know why it's always Strom. He takes too many penalties while they're on the power play. And then we lose the man advantage. And then we have to go on a power, a penalty kill right after. I want to say it's happened like five or six times this year. I don't understand why they start that. Like, why not start with your more, more offensive players? Yeah, I know Terry McTavish, Mintikoff, and Carlson, they're young. But I think they're better than the second power play unit. So that's the one thing I don't understand. Um, the next bit of news is, guys, too many turnovers and too many penalties. God, I, I want to say at least, I want to say five or six, I want to say at least five goals this last week were just from turnovers alone. Right? It could have been more. I'm saying minimum five. We're just off of, Ducks turnovers right around their blue line. Or even Gibson gave up a turnover that led to a goal in the Columbus game. So that's something we really need to clean up and everything. I know a lot of people have been kind of blaming Greg Cronin on that because he's coaching and and everything. But which is also going to go into my next bit of news also is with Greg Cronin, Cronin, I don't think because I hear a lot of rumors like, oh, we should fire him. We should get rid of him. He's like, I was like, no, why would we want it? It's his first year. We haven't had a full healthy squad all year. We're still re- rebuilding. We're still like, I want to say year two, year three into the rebuild. And usually it takes about five, at least minimum five years for the rebuild. Or if you're the Sabres, 10 years. Um, but Guys, I think the Ducks are a lot better team this year than they are last year. Even though we, you know, a lot more turnovers and a lot more penalties, but I think the play is also better this year, in my opinion. Like last year, our record 
for the end of the year was 23, 47, and 12. And right now the Ducks are 20, 35, and 3. So one, we're going into less uh, overtime games. And and I think the games that we are losing, that they're still kind of close, and we're coming back more. Like last year, if we were down in the third period, it was like, oh, yeah, the Ducks are losing – four to three and then the at the end of the game is oh yeah ducks lost seven to three you know they would just get dominant in that last period but this year they're coming back they're making it a game now so and that's all i want was for the ducks to be more competitive this year that's what i really wanted and they've proved that to me is they've been more competitive and that's all i've wanted and they've been doing that they out hustled the kings last night yeah, exactly. So, like I said, I believe we have more, as much, or, or close to as many regulation wins as we did last year. Yeah, that's how long did it take you guys to get a regulation win last year? Oh god, yeah. Like I said, we had we had our first regulation game on the second game this year, and I was at that game. It took us till what almost the Thanksgiving break last season to even get one regulation win, one. So guys, it's not Greg Cronin, it's, and it's not Pat Verbeek either. Just like I said, Verbeek's only in his what second full season, and Cronin's in his first full season. Give it time. I I say, give it another two years. And then we'll talk about if there needs to be a coaching change or GM change. Because, you know, you never know what, I mean, uh, Verbeek could bring in a good, you know, prospect or a good uh, young player to fit into this lineup in the trade deadline while getting rid of the our UFAs. So <clears throat> I say just let, let the man cook. So... That's my bit of news for Ducks news, so we're going to go with the league news. Um, So the New York Islanders will host the All-Star game in 2026. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I just heard about it. Somebody said something just a couple minutes ago to me about that one. So, (laughs) me? (laughs) I'm just kidding. But... Yeah, well, I'm kind of glad that the Islanders are getting one because they have the new arena and apparently everything around that area, they've been like building, building it up and everything. So it's like going to be a good area to host an all-star game in. So I'm glad about that. That's good. Yeah. And then the next bit of news. Oh, God, this one bugs me. So Chicago Blackhawks get another winter classic game. It'll be Chicago versus St. Louis at Wrigley Field. But so, it, are they going to have Harry Carey sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game"? <laughs> I think that's going to be the the best point because you have a crappy Blackhawks team versus a mediocre St. Louis team at Wrigley Field again. The only thing is, like Chicago, this is like their what eighth outdoor game. Do they really need another one? I know Bedard is going to be the main attraction there, but why not have it where the Blackhawks are like competing or even St. Louis is like, 
you know, a top team. Why not do – I think it would have been better if it was like Chicago versus – like even Chicago versus Pittsburgh, you know, Bedard versus Crosby. That would – or Bedard versus McDavid, you know. Why not do something like that? But – Are you leaning towards uh, the Ducks uh, being at the Big A? I, I like that one. The one I've heard um, around is doing like kind of like what they did at um, for new, the new at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, where they had two team two games. I think it'd be really great if they did like a Ducks versus Coyotes and Kings versus Knights at SoFi. So one like on Saturday night, do Ducks Coyotes and Sunday night. Kings versus Knights. Tell me that wouldn't be great. As long as we beat the Knights, it would be great. Yeah, I, I think that's the way they should go, in my opinion. But well, that SoFi is beautiful, man. I got to tell you. I, I still haven't been, but I I, I got to go one of these days. I got to go to that Ram game last year. Of course, they got waxed by the 49ers. But and you want to know the, the Niners are people. Two rows to my right, just across the way, was uh, Brock Purdy's family. And there are signs with Mr. Irrelevant, Mr. Irrelevant. And I'm sitting there going, who's Brock Purdy? And look at Super Bowl this year. I mean, they didn't win. (laughs) Yeah. The the next bit of news is the Columbus Blue Jackets are getting a stadium series game at – the Ohio State Stadium, and it'll be against the Detroit Red Wings. See, this one I like. And you know why they did it at the Ohio State Stadium, Dan? No. Why? Think, think about it. Columbus is in Ohio. Detroit's in Michigan. Oh. Ohio State versus Michigan. There you go. I think that, that was clever, and I like that. Even though Columbus, they're not having a good year, but I think next year I think – I thought they were going to be a better team this year. You know, not a bottom barrel team, but I thought they would have for sure been at least competing for a wild card spot in the, in the bubble part. But I, I like that, you know, two, it's, I know Detroit's getting another one, but I do like that it's Columbus. Cause I think they were one of the few teams that haven't even had a outdoor game yet. Wow. So I, I like, I like that. It's the Ohio state versus Michigan game in a way. You think so. someone will do the Michigan move? <laughs> <laughs> that, well, maybe Zegers will be on one of their teams. No, no, just kidding. Oh, yeah. There you no. go. He'll God, play with no. Patrick Kane on the Red Wings, huh? <laughs> oh, God. And Larkin and all that group. And then this is not really league news. It's just something how I'm feeling. I'm scared about the, the new Fanatics sponsorship next year. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram, but how bad the baseball jerseys have looked. Oh, you mean the one where you could see their underwear? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it wasn't and an Otani and uh, Yamamoto. Yamamoto, yeah. And yeah. You, I mean, you could see the outline and then yes. you could see their legs. Yeah, it's just like even the, the back of the jerseys, there was a player, I can't remember tell you what team he was on. But like he took a picture and his name was not even leveled. 
and neither was his number. His number was 10. The one was like at a good point, And then the top of the zero was like an inch lower. It looked, I'm like, how are we getting these jerseys for the professional players? For fans, I can understand a little bit more because, you know, we're getting the replicas, not the authentic stuff most of the time. But the, we're, we're talking about stuff that's on live TV and just it just doesn't look good. And I'm scared that they're going to it's just going to butcher the NHL jerseys. I'm really scared. Yeah. Well, we still have time before that all happens. Maybe fanatics will figure it out and fix it. God, I hope so, because starting next year, we're no longer have Adidas. It's going to be Fanatics is our main sponsor. So um, other than that, we have um, just the, those two big trades. We had the Elias Lindholm trade. Uh, let's see if I can pull it up right here. He went to I Vancouver. Yeah, Elias Lindholm to Vancouver. I believe yeah, it was what a first round. They're smelling the cup. Pick. Yeah, they they're are smelling the cup. Let's see. All right, here we go. So Elias Lindholm to the Vancouver Canucks for Andre Kuzmenko, Yanni Yermo, Hunter Bruchnevisvits. Oh, I said it this time. Nice. Uh, a 2024 first round pick and a 2024 fourth round pick. That's a condition. The condition is if the fourth the fourth round pick becomes a third round pick, if Vancouver makes it to the conference finals. Um, and then the next trade was the Sean Monahan trade to the Winnipeg Jets, where Montreal received a first round pick and a conditional third round pick. Where the condition is, Montreal will receive the 2027 third round pick if Winnipeg wins the 2024. Stanley Cup final. So, in my opinion, I think they're just getting the first round pick. <laughs> well, you know, the Vancouver Canucks right now are the um, scored the most points. Well, not the most goals, but they have the most points in the NHL. Yeah. Do you remember what happened the last time they had the number? They, they won the President's Trophy. Yeah, they, and then they lost to the final to the Boston Bruins, didn't they? Nope. Oh. They, 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 they got beat by the eight seed. Los Angeles Kings. Kings dominated the Stanley Cup that year. I mean, that just goes to show you people, being in first place doesn't make you a winner. I mean, look at. Look at St. Louis winning it. Who who would have expected when St. Louis won the Stanley Cup? Yeah, seriously, no. But I mean, you look they, at sport. a coaching change in the middle of it brought in a, a, a almost a rookie goalie too. Yeah, it was Bennington. Yeah, right. God, I, I really have, wish yeah. Flurry. He's on I my really, one team. I, God, I'm gonna. I really wanted to see Flurry fight him last. Was it last season? I believe that would have been great. Oh, the I've actually witnessed a hockey fight. Is that the witnessed fabulous the forum? I had your uh, grandfather uh, with me. Wait, go, the, a goalie fight or just a regular? Yeah, fight? I can't remember who the King, Kings goalie was, but it was uh, Grant Fuhr. It was, I mean, you're talking. Oh. 
back when Gretzky played on Edmonton and there was fights going on on the Edmonton and everybody was involved except for the goalie. And then hmm. fans were cheering and he would skate a 10 feet and stop because if he goes past the line, I think it's a game misconduct. At least then it yeah. was. I don't know if it still is. And I got to tell you, I was screaming for him. Go for it. <laughs> it was so much fun. And you know, your, your, your grandfather, he doesn't get excited <laughs> about much. Yeah. He, he could be a week late for dinner and he'll walk in. I'd be running to get my meal. Um, I'm, I'm I never seen minutes. him yell and scream at any sporting event in my life. Like I did that game. And he, all he did was talk about it on the way home. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we almost witnessed one last year at the ducks Kings game where Copley oh. or Gibson skated out to center ice and banged his stick yeah, and everything. And, oh, I was so excited. And then the ref stopped it because I was like, yes, I'm finally going to witness my first goalie live goalie fight. And then, no. It was it was Copley, right? It was Copley. Yeah. That would have been a great fight. Yeah, Copley's not someone you want to fight. I don't think Gibson – Gibson's, I think, one of those, like, Silent but deadly guys, where he's not gonna talk. But oof. But I know cop. Like it, honestly, I think it'd been a great fight just just to see. I, I was I was listening, I think, to a podcast after after that, and a couple of the players go, "Well, what do you think would have happened if uh, Copley would have done it?" They go, "You know, out of everybody on our team, when he takes off." his shirt if there's women around they're all looking at him because he has no fat on his body i mean most goalies don't um, but he's a stud i guess and yeah. i'm going like that would have been fun to watch i i don't know who would have won you never know but yeah it's you know it, it would be fun to watch it it, w- it would be a lot of fun to watch um let's see are there any other trade rumors that you've heard around the league that could happen before the deadline or at the deadline not not those were the main ones i i mean if we're talking kings and ducks i'm talking about around the league like everyone i haven't heard anything this week was a long work week six days yeah you know so this is my my night off people you get me on my night off (laughs) the only other big one i've heard is um Markstrom to New Jersey. Oh, I yeah. guess the, <clears throat> that was one of the big ones I heard, but I guess there were ta- the main issue was just like the just uh, the retaining the salary on Markstrom. And I guess because I think he has a no trade clause, so he, I guess he approved the trade to go there. If that oh, was yeah. his <clears throat> one of his teams. Well, that New Jersey, I think maybe they're a goalie wave to getting into the playoffs. Vanacek's yeah. been hurt. They've been playing the other guys. They're, they're a non-playoff team as it stands right now. Well, if you you heard what Jack Hughes said, was it last week or the week before? Where the, in a post-game interview, he's like, yeah, uh, if we get the saves, it's e- a lot easier to win. Yeah, but that was, like, I think. No, nothing like throwing your goalie under the bus. But that was after they had a win. 
because yeah. I guess I can't remember. I want to I want to say it was at Schmidt or Nico Dawes. They, I think they had a shutout or something that game, and so I think everyone's like speculating. Like, Wait, is he talking crap on his players, or is he saying, "Hey, like you got the saves, we'll win." He's like, "If you save it, we'll win." So they don't I know guess. if it was like a compliment or criticism. Well, I think it could go either way. It really could. It's. it's I mean, it's what better whole... way to say it than to make everybody guess what you're thinking? Huh? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, um, you you have anything else to add before we head out? Uh, go Kings, go! Oh my god! <laughs> right, I know well, you go quack, 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 quack. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> So, guys, if you've made it this far, I just want to take a moment and thank you all for listening to us. This is our very first podcast ever, so please go leave a review and follow all our socials. And send us a question on our social media account. Our Instagram and Twitter is at Royally Quacked. My socials are at Spinko1221 on Instagram and Twitter. And my dad's social is GarySpink21 on Instagram. So please go tell your family and friends who are Ducks and Kings fans about us. We will answer all your questions and please us know if if you are hashtag Team Royal or are you hashtag Team Quack. Thank you again and we'll see you on the next podcast. Team Royal. Team Quack. Good night, everybody. <laughs>